Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there, and welcome to episode number 11 of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, Matt will be taking us through Voodoo Attack. So please do grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. What exactly is voodoo and what actually is a voodoo attack? Well, voodoo actually is a Haitian word and it's a syncretic religion and it's practiced today uh, in Haiti as the, as the main religion. Practitioners are called voodooists. This comes from the French word voodissant or servants of the spirits. Voodooists believe in a distant and a noble creator, and this is referred to as Bondi. As Bondi does not intercede in the human affairs, voodooists actually direct their worship towards spirits subservient to Bondi, called Loa. And every Loa is responsible for a particular aspect of life. So if people want to be lucky, if people want to be more attractive to the opposite sex, they will go to a lower that is specifically responsible for changing personality or an element of someone's life. This is a bit like the Roman and Greek gods. Yeah, pretty much. So somebody, you know, you would have, you know, the the god of water or a god of virility. Yeah, the lowers are very, very similar to that. Yeah, from from what I'd read, there are there are lots and lots of lower. There are low ads of lower. But they oh. <laughs> but they and, and they, they split into families. So there's, there's like a family of lower that are responsible for the underworld or whatever it might be, the carrying of spirits over the water or whatever it is mm. they believe in, like different religions do. But rather than it just being, you know, one guy, it's families of these people. And there, there are hundreds of them, apparently. And different, different subsects of voodoo worship slightly different ones or have different names for the same ones and all that kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's this huge pantheon. Yeah, there's, there's, there's thousands upon thousands and the way that um, most people actually cultivate a relationship with the lower is through the presentation of offerings, the creation of personal altars, and the devotion of objects. And in a lot of cases, the participation in elaborate ceremonies where there's music, dancing, spirits, and quite often there's, there's possession as well. Voodoo originated in the French slave colony of Saint-Dominique, which I'm sure many of you will remember as the uh, as the island featured in Live and Let Die, which was certainly <laughs> my first uh, encountering of anything voodoo related. See, I, I don't I don't have the love for James Bond that you guys have got. <laughs> so to me, this, this is just over my head. There's also a character called Baron Samedi, which I know you know a little bit about, Matt. Yeah, um, when I was looking up the the lower earlier on, the the one that caught my eye was uh, the he's one of the 
the heads of one of the houses is called Baron Samady, which is obviously where the, the character from that particular James Bond film you mentioned came from. But uh, apparently he, he's the lower of drinking rum, smoking, being quite debauched. And I, I thought that, that that's, that's the kind of God that, that you should worship. I like that. He's a, a rock, rock star and roll God. Voodoo yeah, exactly. God. He's got a skull face. He drinks rum. He smokes and he, uh, I, I guess, has his way with ladies. So all in all, he's a pretty good, pretty cool guy. Pretty to, decent guy. To <laughs> hang around with, want to get close to. Gets you into all the bars and yeah. all the clubs. Yeah, gets into the VIP area. Yeah. It's quite interesting, actually, because um, when we talked about witchcraft, we talked about the sort of encroachment of Christianity yeah. and it sort of forcing itself on other religions. As I said earlier, it originated in this French slave colony. And what actually happened was that the African religious practice it w- was really heavily suppressed when, in the 18th century, a lot of enslaved Africans were actually forced to convert to other religions. When I say other religions, I basically mean Christianity in its various forms, you know, one way or the other. Religious practices of contemporary voodoo are descended from and closely relate to uh, West African voodoo, as is practiced by the Fon and Yu tribes. Voodoo also incorporates elements and symbolism from many other belief systems. So that sort of voodoo in a nutshell, I thought what I'd talk about in a bit more detail is voodoo attacks. And we've got one in the UK and also one in the States that I thought I'd just cover and we'd have a bit of a chat about. The one in the UK was actually only about 12 months ago and it was quite shocking and I don't know if anybody remembers. It was about a young boy who was 15 and his name was Christy and he was brutally killed in London by family members who we'd come to to visit. He was attacked with pliers, broken bath tiles, uh, a metal pole, all by his sister and her boyfriend. Her sadistic fiancé, as he was labelled by a lot of the sort of mainstream press in the UK, was a guy called Eric Bikubi, who was 28, and he used knives, planks, hammer, all on this poor defenceless lad who was 15. Mm. He'd actually come to visit the Congolese couple who'd been living in London for a short while, and actually he'd come to sort of spend Christmas with them. Uh, and it was his first time ever in a in a Western country. So it's really tragic that, you know, that he'd sort of come to what should have been, a, you know, a really, really nice holiday break and a new country and a new culture. Mm. And he ended up sort of dying. I mean, a lot of the police who visited the scene said it was, in, you know, it was something out of a Jack the Ripper sort of film. It was so severe and so sadistic. They attacked him in this brutal way because they felt that he'd been possessed by an evil voodoo spirit. I mean, parts of his ear were torn off with pliers and he was forced to eat metal screws because they were trying to purge his body of this evil voodoo entity. And it all began, unfortunately, because one night he'd wet his underpants and he put his underpants in the kitchen on the floor and these had been found by his sister's boyfriend, Bikubi. He claimed the wet pants were a sign of sorcery and accused the frightened youngster of practising a voodoo magic called Kindoki. So, you know, as an average sort of Westerner, this all seems particularly a, a barbaric, mental, yeah. all because 
unfortunately, this young lad, who, you know, he'd flown over from another country, massively different culture, for whatever reason, he'd wet his pants, probably felt a bit embarrassed, tried to hide them in the kitchen, and these were seen to be traits of his sort of voodoo sorcery. Yeah. One of the most famous stateside voodoo murders was during the fall of 1956 in a place called Vineland, which is in New Jersey. And it was one of the most bizarre murders of the time. A farm worker named Juan Aponte Creek had fallen in love with his boss's 15-year-old daughter, a typical unrequited love story. Aponte was from Puerto Rico and fervently believed in Santeria, which is uh, a South American name for voodoo. The boss's daughter had no interest in Aponte, so he turned to a magical book of spells that had been given to him by one of his aunts. In the Santeria spell book, he found a love potion that might solve this problem of the unrequited love. But there was a catch, because one of the key ingredients of the love potion was a powdered skull of a virgin boy. Aponte was disturbed, but not deterred. He knew murder was a mortal sin, but his carnal desire was all-consuming, and they obviously thought, what the hell? Aponte, having watched a local family, decided to abduct a boy called Roger Carletto. Aponte killed him and buried him under a hen house on the farm where he lived. It took time for the bones to dry enough to permit their powdering almost seven months. And during the time, guilt gnawed at Aponte, combined with his anguish over the girl and his steady drinking, he began to lose touch with reality when he finally disinterred the body in July 1957. The act of trying to crush and powder the skull sent him over the edge, apparently. Aponte's employers found him in a catatonic state, mumbling words which they thought at the time were of voodoo origin. Concerned, they called the police and Aponte said he had found a body. Police unearthed Coletto's corpse, which was missing a large part of its head at this point. Aponte wasn't quite ready to confess, but when police found his spell book under his bed and had it translated including the bit about powdering the skulls, Aponte admitted to his voodoo crime. The crime was bizarre enough for the court to order psychiatric tests, but the state psychiatrist determined that Aponte knew exactly what he was doing, having followed the voodoo instructions to the letter. In fact, he had killed Carletto not because the boy was innocent, as the spell required, but because he was Italian, and Aponte had grown to hate Italians during World War II. In the end, Aponte was sentenced to life in prison, and to the last, his belief in the Santeria held firm. He even told a cellmate, I know that it would have worked. I would have had the power to possess any woman I wanted, all thanks to my book of voodoo. Voodoo is just basically like Haitian paganism, really, isn't it? Well, yes and no, because the it, it, it's, it's a strange thing. From what I'd read, they'd actually, in, in Haiti especially, they've more or less integrated Christianity into voodoo. Hmm. So the, this one creator god, I can't remember what you said his name was, Bondi, is that mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. The one creator god has more or less been replaced by a Christian god. Yeah. I don't know, I, to be honest, I'm not an expert. I don't know if this is true across the whole of Haiti, but this is what I'd read. But then you've still got all the lower beneath him. I suppose it's, some, some of it's fairly shamanistic, isn't it? Like it's, it's not the same as shamanism and like, Northern American Indian kind of stuff, but it, it, it's more this idea that you kind of you can fetish something. Um, they're I, they're quite big on the spirit fetishes and mm-hmm. things, aren't they? So trapping a spirit in an item, or using an item to represent a thing, 
Um, it's pretty much what a voodoo doll is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, this idea that you you're kind of you're, you're manifesting your curse by making it into a thing, which you can then attach to somebody. But I, something that I don't think we've we, we've touched on is things like um, voodoo dolls, yeah, uh, spirit fetishes, and uh, and the one thing that I'm most interested in is is zombies. Zombies come from voodoo, or at least the the original. Th- idea of what a, of what a zombie is comes from voodoo. Uh, really? And they, well, as far as I know, yeah, and there, there are stories about how uh, a witch doctor could bring the dead back to life as a as a thrall to them, uh, almost as a ghoul, I guess, rather than a zombie. So uh, it, from what I'd read, they'd, they'd, they'd administer uh, some, some form of potion or something to somebody who was dying or was ill, um, and then when this person was buried, they wouldn't be fully dead. And then the witch doctor would go out at night, dig them up, and they'd get them out in this state of torpor and mm. make them into their zombie slave. Mm. I think there's lots of other things as well. I mean, certainly in the States, there's there's lots of unusual elements around New Orleans, which I think helps reinforce and uh, romanticise voodoo. One of the primary things being the fact that people are buried above ground. Mm. So... There's a lot of uh, a lot of worship at gravesides. There's also that whole element of when people have been buried and the Mississippi has flooded its banks, that bodies have been sort of exhumed and yeah. how have they got back out of their, uh, you know, their coffins and so. But again, it's another one of those wide subjects, which I think does have a lot of relation to witchcraft, which we talked about, you know, in the last episode. Yeah, so. definitely. So. Do we believe in voodoo? Voodoo is a as a religion, or you know, as a. Do we believe in voodoo magic? I don't. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of I'm on the fence with that one. Yeah. I think if a victim of voodoo magic believes in voodoo magic enough, mm. that it's one of those things where that something bad that would have happened to them anyway, being oh, it's because someone's put voodoo curse yeah. on me. But then, but then that that means you don't believe in the magic. You believe in the psychological effect yeah. of belief, which is yeah. Different. I think I think I believe more in the psychological effect of voodoo rather than in the actual magic side. There may be something to it. There may not. Anybody else a believer in the the magical properties of voodoo? No, not really. I'm not kind of into the whole magic. See, I'm going to say I am. Really? Yeah, and I think there's a few oh things that have made God. me believe it. Me? No. I'm not with it at all. And that was episode number 11 of Skeptics and Believers. We hope you enjoyed Matt's little journey through Voodoo Attack. Um, If you haven't already, please do subscribe and like the podcast. And if you are already subscribed, thank you ever so much for your continued support. Next week, we will be discussing near-death experiences. So until then, please do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions.
The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website. Thank you.